Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, I have sworn in my wrath if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Let's pray again. Father, we thank you for the cross of Calvary where Christ bled and died. Our sin was laid on him. We thank you, Father, for your own precious word. We pray, Lord, this morning you'll help us again to bring your word, Lord, that it would glorify your son, that he would be exalted and he alone would be seen and lifted up. Lord Jesus, we love you. We worship you. Glorify your name and settle our hearts, settle our minds, Take every distracting thought, every opposing spirit or force, and bind it in the name of Jesus. And we pray that he alone would be glorified and seen this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I just had a thought. I've been so busy with trying to put things together for the, the meeting, the large meeting tonight. And only just yesterday thought dropped in me about true prophet. Not P-R, uh, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, but P-R-O-F-I-T. What is it that profits a Christian? What is it that profits you and I? What is the true profit of a Christian? It's nice to have things. It's nice to have finances uh, where we can pay without any concerns or worry. It's nice to have uh, nice material things, but is that real profit? And the answer is not according to Scripture. It's not the real prophet. Real prophet is found in Christ. Real prophet is found in him alone. In fact, true and real prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T, is when the word is mixed with faith in our lives. The word may be just like a, a plain page, ink on a paper at times. But when it's mixed with faith, when it's heard, when we listen and we hear and we apply, Mixing it with faith, it changes our life. It changes so many things that we find in our lives. For example, in verse 2 of our reading, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And some commentators say that they're looking back at Israel in the wilderness because it speaks of them coming out of Egypt. What was the gospel to Israel? It's the same gospel today. What was the gospel but come out by the blood of the Lamb? The blood of Jesus. Come out by the blood of the Lamb. And he said it was preached unto them and when they got to the promised land or to the river to cross, they didn't enter into the full promise. So they turned again and went back and ended up walking around the wilderness 40 years. 
the idea here is it was preached to them that in faith, if they take what God has said, God will move on their behalf. The idea is if they take what God has said and mix it with faith, that is, take it in faith and act on it in faith, believing God for his bare word, then God's promises would come to pass because God has spoken it forth and his word will not return unto him void. Then he says, was preached unto them, and that's preached unto what? And we have believed it. This is the remnant of, of Judah who's left at the time of Christ. And he says, it's preached also unto the Jews of the day. Some of them were not uh, true Judaites, but yet they still didn't, didn't listen to the word of God and they refused Christ. And those who accepted Christ, the word of God and salvation in Christ alone by faith, he says, we have believed it and our promises are now in Christ. They have always been in Christ. We have found them in Christ and we will find that in Christ, he will bring them to pass. So that's what we're looking at this morning, that true prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T, true prophet when the word is mixed with faith. See, if something is said in your life or something comes to your life and God's word, whether it's preached or you read it personally or spoken to you and it's, it resonates with your heart because the Spirit has spoken it to you into your heart, if that, if that word doesn't, uh, isn't mixed with faith, holding on to the word, believing in the word, trusting in the word, then it would never come to pass. We think of Abraham who's told he'll be a father of many nations. And what happens that God says, I have made thee, it's already in the mind of God. It's already done and dusted, as we would say. It's already going to come to pass. Time would just have to unfold it. But Abraham, remember, he gets a little touchy on it and he's full of faith that God can do it, but when God will do it is another thing. And so with Hagar, he lies and Ishmael is born. And yet God said, but that's not it. You can't force my hand. It's in his timing. It's in his power. It's in his control. It's under his sovereignty. And under his will, it will be done. And he says, it's whenever I bring it to pass, I have a plan and a purpose for the, for the peoples of the earth. And when I bring it to pass, you'll see it. Abraham died without seeing it, but he will see it. He's seen it with the eye of faith and he'll see it literally when Christ returns and the dead and Christ shall rise. God's promises, even though sometimes we see loved ones who maybe die and we believe there's a promise for them, doesn't mean to say that that promise is null and void when it's in Christ. If it's truly the word of God, if it's truly a promise of God, then that promise will surely come to pass. That word will be fulfilled. That word will happen. It can't not happen, for he has said it. We must have faith that no matter what our eyes sees, no matter what we think, God will always fulfill his own word and promises. For example here, the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. In other words, they heard preaching. They heard the word. They heard the preacher. They heard God speak in it, but they didn't have faith. In other words, they didn't, Believe it, hold on to it, and rely on it, and trust in it. It came to nothing. It came to nothing. So what we want to look at this morning is, 
when faith and the word are mixed together, what profit is there? What profit is there as, as believers, as Christians? What profit do we see in Christ? The word here for profit is the word otholeo. And it means here to be bettered. In other words, when God speaks something, we may not want to hear it. We may not like to hear it. We may not want to do it. We may not like to do it. We may shun it. We may throw it. We may hide from it. We may run from it. We may wrestle with it. We may not want to believe it. But no matter what, when it's there deep in your heart, when you know the truth of a matter, then you must yield to it. It's the idea of it. And when we do, that's faith mixed with the word. Faith mixed with the word isn't necessarily speaking and healing's coming. Faith mixed with the word isn't speaking and, and jet airplanes appearing on, on an airport runway for you to go and get uh, you know, your private jet flight. That's not, what, that's not really what all this is about. This is about what it is inside you. What it is in your heart. What it is when God speaks to you and me, what it is in conviction, what it is in reality, what it is in the spirit, what it is in the word. In other words, when God keeps speaking, when man's voice is silent. Come on, we, we, we go to gospel meetings, we have gospel meetings, and we preach at them, and we hear the preacher say, you know, uh, that the Holy Spirit, may he continue to speak when man's voice is silent. And that's true, we pray that. We want that. But what about as Christians when the Spirit of God continues to speak when man's voice is silent? What about when you're facing something and you're seeing no end to it? Or you're facing the illness and you're seeing no healing for it? Or you're facing the trouble and there seems no cure for it? You're facing whatever it is and the Lord says, here's my word to you. Here it is. Here's my word. It's the bare word. I'm speaking to you. You're reading, you're praying, and the Lord gives it to you. And you hold it. It's illuminated. It's a rima from God. It's quickened to your life. And what do you do? You say, oh, it's not great. But as soon as the, 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 the trouble comes, the wall is up, the fences are there, we, we can't go any further. All hope seems lost. Everything is gone. There's no end to this. There's no healing. And we give up. We're like Israel at the very borders of Canaan land. And we turn back and we go back the way we came. We go back on ourselves instead of heading into the promises of God and saying, you know, we see giants in the land. We see walls up to heaven. We see trouble ahead. We see strife. We see this. We see that. We see the other thing. We know what can happen. There will be hurts and harms. There may be struggles. There may be tired. We may get tired and weary. We may have, have our wars and our battles to fight, but nevertheless, victory is mine, for God has said it. God has promised it, brothers and sisters. I'd be victorious. And, and so what when God speaks to our hearts when man's voice is silent? It's okay when we're in a meeting and we're praising God and revival in our spirits and in our hearts and we're being encouraged. And, and it's okay when we're in a meeting like that and we have left, as it were, the world outside our, these four walls. What happens when we take it home? What happens when we close our front door? What happens when your loved one is sick and it's all right to pray here for them, but when you get home, well, I'm just me. 
Where is the word and the promise of God or the unsaved in your family? Where is the word for our lives that we say, what we say we are and know we are here, are we the same out there at work, at home, or wherever we may be? Are we the same? When a child takes sick, do you pray with her? Him. You take them in your arms and pray with them fervently as maybe you would in a prayer night. When the trouble comes, do you press on into God or do you roll up and hide under the duvet? And listen, we all have our weaknesses. We all have our weariness and we all have the times when we can't deal with things and we need help, we need strength and we need encouragement. But nevertheless, what we must do is mix the word of God with faith at all times. Not with feelings. Because I will feel one day like I want to go on and maybe feel like I won't the next. Or you might feel the same. You might feel up for the task one day and not up for the task the next. But it's not your feelings. Your faith says, I am so weak at the moment. Lord, there's nothing in me. I'm giving it over to you. And your feelings are, you've said it. I rest in it. And I'm entering your rest, Father. That's what it's about. Entering the rest of the Father. And so this chapter is about entering the rest of God, entering the rest of your Father, entering the rest of your Father when you are wherever you are, entering that rest and saying, I can't, but you can. Will you take me and carry me? The word here means to be better for whenever the Lord challenges us in something. When the Lord challenges you, Here's the thing, if the Lord doesn't challenge you, then I would be more concerned about that. If the Lord doesn't challenge you, that's what I'd be more concerned about. The Lord will always challenge his children to improve them in him, to bring them deeper into him, to forge relationship with him. He will always prove He'll prove a ministry. He'll prove you in the ministry. He'll prove you before the ministry. He'll prove you through the ministry. He'll prove you after the ministry. He proves his children. He proves you in everything. Will they remain steadfast? Will they remain faithful? Will they keep trusting in me though the storms of life are beating? Will they hold fast to the anchor? He proves us. He proves us to better us. So here's something when you're being proved. Here's something to tell yourself. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm weak, but I'm getting better. I can't, I'm getting better. I'm weary, I'm getting better. Oh, I'm struggling, but I'm getting better. You're getting better every day because he is making you better. I'm sick, but I'm getting better. It means to make better. So when God mixes his word with faith in our hearts and we lay hold on it to apply it to us, you know what happens? We're getting better. It means to make better for service too. Getting better, but I'm getting better not to lie and rest and the laurels are uh, to sit at ease in Zion. I'm getting better to serve. 
It means that he does it to help us, to succor us. And the word mixed with faith then is to profit you. The word of those who heard, they didn't believe it. They heard, but they wouldn't accept it. They heard, but they wouldn't let it sink into their hearts. The word that they heard went no further than the space between their ears, as it were, didn't drop into their spirit, into their heart, and there was no profit in it. Brothers and sisters, when God speaks, the only time you'll find profit in it is when you yield to it and when you and I obey it, walk in obedience to it, and apply it to our hearts and our lives. There's the profit, the real profit. And by the way, when you do, he may make you a prophet. (laughs) P-R-O-P-H-E-T. So first of all, if you'll turn with me, I want to look at a couple of these. I'll maybe do a part two. I'm not going to do a series in this. But I'll maybe do this, and I want to try and let you get away a bit earlier today to give you time to get ready, do what you need. Maybe you're having a barbecue on a nice day like that and, and get back again. So turn with me. So our, first, our first point is in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. Let's read from verse 25. Well-known portion of Scripture. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered. Notice, she was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed off that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned, about, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou seest who touched me. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. The woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. This woman, we know the story, has this issue of blood in 12 years. She spends all that she has, all her money. She sells her goods She gives all that she has, all of her time, takes all of her effort, all of her heart, all of her strength, everything in her, all that she has, and she gives it to doctors in the hope that they will better her. For 12 years. Now, this woman here is sincere. And she's sincere because she's saying, I really need healed. This is a weakening disease. This is something that is is really coming upon her that won't stop. She's anemic by now. She's weak. She's tired. She's weary. You imagine all of those things that are when someone is even low in blood. This woman with an issue of blood, it means she had a fountain of blood. This woman was in a terrible way. For 12 years, she spent everything on the medical profession of her day 
gave everything over to it. Imagine all those trips back and forward to the doctor and all the weird and wonderful things he maybe tried with her. You can imagine all of those things. And this woman has just about given up. And anyway, she's nothing left to give. Look at what it says in this reading. Mark chapter 5 and verse 26. She suffered many things of many physicians. She's been to see more than one doctor. Referred to referral, referral to referral. You know what it's like. You thought the National Health Service was bad at times. Well, bless them. They do their best. But here's referral after referral after referral. And she suffered at their hands. Whatever they'd been trying, this woman has been in pain. This woman has been through some amount of medical, uh, 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 of medical so-called help, but it's really not helping her at all. In fact, she's in agony, this woman. She has suffering because of the doctors. Things are getting worse. Now notice. She had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but grew worse. See the term, nothing bettered. It's the same word for profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, that we have used in Hebrews chapter 4. Here, the idea is that the word didn't profit those that, heard, that they heard it. Done nothing for them. Didn't better their lives. Didn't change their lives. And here, the doctors and all she spent didn't better her life. It didn't better her illness. To make her better, she profited nothing, it means. Absolutely nothing. This woman was as bad, if not worse off, than what she was 12 years later as she was when she first went to the doctor. It's the same word here, Othaleo. She was nothing bettered. Now notice this. Verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus. Isn't that lovely? When she had heard of Jesus. This woman for 12 years of suffering and suddenly somebody tells her about Jesus. Can you imagine the priest maybe of the day telling her the cleansing rituals and the cleansing rites and the washing of the hands and the pots and the pans and her uncleanness with her issue of blood pushed away from society? Because this is what happened. You are a woman with an issue of blood. You are unclean to us, separated and aloof. And here, the priest would have been telling her, look, why don't you try this? Well, maybe Yahweh is angry with you. But she heard of Jesus. Yahweh in the flesh. She heard of Jesus and came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Now notice, hearing, she heard about Christ. Someone had told her about this healing Christ. This word dropped into her heart and she mixed it with faith. This word about this Jesus that comes and heals the sick and raises the dead and cleanses lepers and causes the blind to see and the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. This Jesus that goes about doing all good and healing all manner of illnesses and those who are oppressed of the devil. She says he's coming to town. This same Jesus. 
And the word that she heard of him, she mixed with faith in her heart. And she says, I must touch Jesus. She came in the press. The crowds, in other words, were around him so tightly. This woman couldn't get through. It was like Zacchaeus had to climb up a tree at one time. He was that small, remember? That were so tight were around him. And so great was the crowd. This woman had no chance. Maybe this woman had to get down on her hands and knees. No one would have wanted her near them. Can you imagine her coming into the crowd? Here's that unclean woman. This woman with the issue of blood. Get away, woman. Get away and chasing her away. This woman would have been an outcast. But she came and she pressed and she didn't relent. She did not give up because faith had mixed with the word. She heard about Jesus. Faith had mixed. Like Israel who came to Canaan and walked back again. She never, she pressed through over the Jordan. She pressed right through the press, into the crowd, through the crowd, and touched the hem of his garment. And she was made whole. Faith mixed with the word the prophet is that brings healing. The prophet is that it brings healing. This woman was nothing battered until she had met Jesus and straightway, right away, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt it in her body that she was healed of the plague. She knew. Sometimes there's an illness and we don't know if God has touched on the spot or not there and then in a prayer line or whatever it may be or when people are laying hands on the sick, we might not know what God has done. It's better to go and have a doctor certify that healing if it is a healing. But this woman had an issue of blood, so she knew right away. This has stopped. 12 years, she knew what she was looking at. And it stopped. And here's the thing. When she turns in the Lord... He senses the, the virtue going from him, it says. The word virtue here, it means he felt his strength going to the woman. Listen, Christ is a man. Who touched me? He's a man. But Christ is almighty God. As man, he's struggling, pushing through the crowd. You see, maybe his disciples trying to get them out of the road and they're trying to get near him. As a man, he's walking and he's, he's got the struggles of life like you and I have. He, he, he was, he, he was a, he's our great high priest that, that was touched with the fitting of our infirmities. In other words, everything that you have, he had, except for sin. And he's pressing through the crowd and he feels the breath of the press on him. He feels the pushing and the jolting and they're all around him and they're, they're starting to praise him. And out of it all, out of it all, out of the whole crowd. As Almighty God, he realizes, here is a woman coming. He sees her coming. She touches him and she's made whole on the spot. Jesus, the God, healed the woman. Jesus, the man, stopped in his tracks in his lovely compassion, in his lovely wholesomeness. He stops and he turns and says, who touched me? In other words, someone has the word mixed with faith that I could heal them. Someone has the word mixed with faith that I can change them. Someone has the word mixed with faith, I will better them. I will profit them for that. Brothers and sisters, what we need in our own lives here, at home, in our workplace, wherever we are, where it's the car, out for a walk, wherever we may be, we need the word to be mixed with faith. <laughs> Prophets. 
Lord, see what you're telling me? I don't want to hear it. (laughs) You need to yield us. You need to apologize. You need to do this or you need to do that. I don't want to hear it. Well, here he is saying, I can't batter you till you do. Need to put it right. I can't batter you till you do. Whatever it is, when the Lord lays it on us, he will better us. He will help us, succor us, strengthen us when we mix the word with faith. You may hear a word and go home, and that's a nice word, yeah. You know, and it's okay to encourage. We like encouragement. And it's all right when you're standing and maybe someone says, that was a nice wee word. You know something? I mean, I appreciate that if they say it to me. I appreciate that. It's nice to be encouraged. Don't get me wrong. It's lovely to be encouraged. That's not what I want to hear. I want to hear that challenged me. I want to hear that spoke to me. That's done something to me. And then mix it with faith and God betters you. Betters you in your walk with him. Betters you at home and in workplace or wherever you may be, batters you in worship. This woman comes and she, we find that she was prevailing nothing. No betterment, no profit on what the doctors were doing. And when she hears of Jesus and mixes the word with faith, he batters her. Brother, sister, I said to myself, do you want to get better? I do. Do you want to get better? Maybe better in your body? Do you want to get better in your walk with him? As in closer to him? Do you want to become more obedient to him? Do you want to get better in the circumstances you face? Do you want to get better overcoming life's hurdles? Do you want to get better in the mountains you face and the Goliath that stands before you? You get the better of them because you're getting better. Do you want to get better? I want to get better. I want a profit. I want the profit from the gospel. I want a profit from the word. I want a profit. I don't want profit as in material items. It's nice to have material items. I want a profit in Christ. I want a profit in his word. I want a profit in the spirit. I want a profit to the place where there, there's nothing else in this world but Christ and me. And me and Christ. I want a profit. I want to get better in my walk. I want to get better in my prayer life. I want to get better in the ministry. I want to get better in preaching. I want to profit in it. Not that it profits me because it makes me be good or feel good, but profit that Christ would be glorified. That we'd see a change in my life and a change in your life, a change in our assembly, a change in who we are and what we are, a change in everything we do and everything we come against. That when we pray, heaven hears and answers because the word is mixed with faith. I want to get better. I want to get better. True prophet is when the word is mixed with faith. This woman mixed the word with faith. She knew what was done in her when she heard of Christ. She touched the hem of his garment. I'm going to stop there.